This is the Gospelite Christian High School, home of the Torchbearers. This is your ninth grade English lesson six. I am your instructor, Marika White. The goals for this lesson include one, to practice subject verb agreement, two, to learn to identify adjectives and adverbs, three, to learn the degrees of comparison for adjectives and adverbs, four, to learn to identify interjections and conjunctions, five, to learn to identify adjective and adverb phrases and clauses, six, to learn to be purposeful, resolving to accomplish a long-range goal and allowing this goal to determine my daily progress. Our verse for today is Psalm 119.2, which reads, Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. Subjects and verb must agree. To be complete, a sentence must have a subject and a verb and a predicate. Nouns and pronouns may function as subjects and verbs function as predicates. A subject and a verb must agree in person and number, singular or plural. Singular nouns and third person pronouns, he, she, and it, take singular verbs. Plural nouns and the pronouns we, you, and they Take plural verbs. Remember, the number of the subject is not changed by a phrase or clause following the subject. Example, the two pencils on the table are mine. Learn these rules for subject and verb agreement. When two or more subjects are joined by and, use a plural verb. When two or more subjects are joined by or or nor, the verb agrees with the nearest subject. When a sentence or clause begins with here or there, the subject follows the verb. The verb agrees with the subject. Here is a list of singular indefinite pronouns. Let's review those. Other, another, either, neither. Each, much, anything, everything, nothing, something, one, everyone, no one, anyone, someone, everybody, nobody, anybody, somebody. Remember, singular indefinite pronouns agree with singular verbs. For example, one is mine, or one of the books is mine. Remember, also, plural indefinite pronouns agree with plural verbs. Example, others need to know, or others in this world need to know. Here's another list of indefinite pronouns. These can be singular or plural. All, any, more, most, none, some, such. How do I know whether to use a singular or plural verb? We determine the number of the verb by the prepositional phrase that follows these indefinite pronouns. The verb agrees with the object of the preposition. Example, all of the ducks like the water. 
all of the water looks blue. Prescription for purpose. Mr. Frenson spies a downcast Pudge on the playground. Well, what's the matter, Pudge? Anything I can do? Mr. Frenson, I think I'm going to have to give up this idea of competing at regionals, Pudge said. What do you mean? Mr. Frenson said, surprised. I've got too many things to do. Homework, chores, part-time job, practice, running, practice, running, practice. Whoa, you sound like a broken record. I feel like a record going around and around and around. Stop, you're making me dizzy, chuckles Mr. Frenson. Well, that's how I feel. There's just not time for everything, and I feel guilty too. As you know, I've skipped soul winning visitation a few times lately, and I've been neglecting God's word and prayer. I'm so tired at night that I fall asleep reading my Bible. Sounds like you've got a good case of MP, Mr. Frenson said. What's MP? Pudge asked, raising his head. Mr. Francis smiles. Misdirected purpose, better known as messed up priorities. Then in a more serious tone he asked, Pudge, what's God's purpose for you as a believer? To make Christ known to others by the way I live, Pudge said. What should have first place in your life? God and his word. Mr. Francis pauses to let all this sink in on Pudge's consciousness. Knowing all the answers isn't enough, Pudge. Do you see why you have MP? Oh, yes. Everything I've been doing. Homework, chores, job, and preparation for regionals is good. But I've allowed these good things to come before the best and most important things. God and His Word. Mr. Frenson, where do I go from here? Mr. Frenson turns up his palm and touches his outstretched forefinger. The first thing you have to do is put God first. If you're tired at night, start having your devotions in the morning when you're fresh. As for the other things, organize your time by making a schedule. Do you think it would work? Pudge asked. You'll never know until you try. A few days later, Mr. Frenson is driving down a country road. He passes the boys out running. How's it going, Pudge? Great, Pudge puffs. Your prescription for MP really works. Adjectives are words that modify. Adjectives are words that modify. Here's an excerpt taken from the book, The Life of D.L. Moody. To aid him in his visiting, Mr. Moody bought a little Indian pony, known as his missionary horse. The pony was, of course, a source of special enjoyment to the children, and by giving rides to the younger ones, was able to contribute to the popularity of Mr. Moody's, Moody's Sunday School. It was not an uncommon sight to see him on one of his missionary trips with one or two children behind him on the horse, a little one in his arms, and more crowding about seeking the next turn. Many stories are told of that wonderful pony, among others how Moody, riding at full speed, seized a rather boisterous, mischievous boy who had been throwing stones at him, and lifting him up by the coat collar placed him across his saddle and carried him two or three blocks, securing thereby his last respect. Words that tell what kind, which one, how many, or whose are adjectives. Adjectives limit and sharpen the meaning of nouns and pronouns. 
The usual position of an adjective is before the noun or pronoun it modifies. A predicate adjective, however, follows a linking verb and modifies the subject. Sometimes, like in a positive, an adjective may follow the noun it describes. Adjectives used appositively are always set off with commas. Remember one, when the following come before a noun and describe a noun, they function as adjectives. Common and proper nouns, possessive nouns, possessive pronouns such as my, your, his, her, its, our, and theirs. Some interrogative pronouns, which, what, and whose. Demonstrative pronouns, this, that, these, and those. Indefinite pronouns. Number two, the articles a, and, and the function as adjectives. Mr. Moody was a man full of purpose. His goal was to reach as many souls for Christ as he could. The war had proved to be a great evangelistic tool. Facing possible death on a battlefield softened men's hearts to the gospel. Mr. Moody praised God for gathering them in army camps, hospitals, and prisons. In spite of the long hours spent tending the soldiers' needs, Mr. Moody had still continued his Sunday work with the children. As the work grew, a new building was needed. Regular attendance was around 1,000. Many children and some adults had been saved. They needed the training and development of biblical character, which a church could provide. In 1863, a building, large and functional, was constructed on Illinois Street in Chicago. The funds had been raised among the tenement dwellers to whom Mr. Moody ministered. Now he was able to minister to the poor, uneducated people whom God had given him. These people did not feel at home in the other city churches. They needed the personal attention and help that Mr. Moody's church provided. Although Mr. Moody had not set about to start a church, it was the natural outgrowth of his desire to reach lost souls. Present and past participles, when they become when they come rather before nouns, function as adjectives. Present and past participles, when they come before nouns, function as adjectives. Mr. Moody was a born leader. When not with his family, he was spending his time and energy with the work of the church. The results were increased interest and attendance at the services. Mr. Moody felt that God had planned for every believer to be involved in God's work. So he set about to list, or rather to enlist willing workers. He organized interesting meetings for everyone, mothers, fathers, children, and strangers. Dedicated workers conducted classes and meetings all day Sunday. Mr. Moody felt responsible to look in on all these services, and God strengthened him for this tiring schedule. Most of the members had been won to the Lord through his ministry. Influenced by his inspiring example, they themselves became soul winners. When we realize what God has done for us, we too should be soul winners and workers for the Lord. Mr. Moody was not always a noted preacher. In his early ministry, he often compared God's work with selling shoes. Then one day a wise brother in the Lord gave him counsel. 
If you will learn to preach God's word instead of your own, he will make you a great power for good. This wise admonition Mr. Moody took to heart. The secret of his preaching ministry was due to his being a student of one book, the Bible. Here are his own words. I do not read any book unless it will help me to understand the Bible. Although Mr. Moody established the Illinois Street Church to minister to those he had won to the Lord, he was not the pastor of this growing church. For this reason, he was able to accept meetings in other cities. Often he traveled to stir up interest in the Young Men's Christian Association, which became a powerful source for God. It was in one of these meetings that Mr. Moody met Ara Sankey. These two were to, were to form a partnership that was to last 30 years. Mr. Sankey became the best-known gospel singer of the late 1800s. Before long, these two names were known all over the world. Both of these men had given themselves wholly to the Lord. That is one reason God used them so greatly. Won't you give yourself unconditionally to God and experience the joys that await those who walk with Him? Adverbs are words that modify. Adverbs are words that modify. Adverbs like adjectives are modifiers. Unlike adjectives which modify nouns and pronouns, adverbs modify verbs, adjectives, and other adverbs. They give more exact meaning to verbs, and they strengthen or weaken the force of adjectives and other adverbs. Remember these characteristics of adverbs. Adverbs answer how, when, where, and how much. Adverbs often end in ly. Not, as well as a contraction, n apostrophe t, is always an adverb. Adverbs can come before or after the verb at the beginning of the sentence, or at the end of the sentence. The year 1871 drastically affected Mr. Moody's life in ministry. It was in this year that he met Aradi Sankey, who could sing so movingly. God was soon using them together to reach souls for Christ. Then came the evening of Sunday, October 8, 1871. It all started when an unruly cow abruptly kicked over a coal oil lamp. Quickly the flames spread from the barn to the surrounding Chicago homes. When the fire engines arrived, finally, nothing could stop the fire. The inferno raged uncontrollably until it reached Lake Michigan on Monday evening. By then, whole sections of the city had been completely consumed by the flames. Homes and businesses were totally destroyed. Hundreds lost their lives. Undoubtedly, Chicago had suffered the worst fire in history. Sorrowfully, Mr. Moody realized that his home, church, and possessions were gone. Yet, through this tragedy, he learned a very important lesson every believer must learn. Our joy and our work for God are not dependent on material things. Mr. Moody still had his family, his flock, and his savior. He would start over. Shortly thereafter, Mr. Moody was challenged by a statement that changed his life. The world has yet to see what God can do with a man wholly committed to him. Mr. Moody was fully determined to be that man. Will you also accept this challenge? Do not confuse adjectives with adverbs. You can determine whether a word is an adjective or an adverb by observing the word it modifies. 
Sometimes prepositions are mistaken for adverbs because many of the words listed as prepositions can also be used as adverbs. But remember, a preposition is followed by a noun or pronoun that is its object. Using adjectives and adverbs to compare. When we wish to compare two or more things, we change the form of the adjective or adverb. This is called comparison. Positive, comparative, and superlative are the three degrees of comparison. The positive degree is a statement of fact. The comparative degree compares two things. And the superlative degree compares three or more things. Examples, Ted is a fat frog. Pete is fatter than Ted. Dot is the fattest frog of all. A second example, Pete can jump high. Dot can jump higher than Pete. Of the three, Ted can jump highest. Positive meaning one, Ted is a fat frog. Pete can jump high. Dot is energetic. Comparative, comparing two things. Pete is fatter than Ted. Dot can jump higher than Pete. Ted is more energetic than Dot. Superlative, three or more. Dot is fattest. Ted can jump highest. Pete is more energetic of all. Or rather, Pete is most energetic of all. Remember these rules for forming the degrees of comparison. For one-syllable words, use ER for comparative and EST for superlative. Two for words with more than two syllables, use more for comparative and most for superlative. Three for adjectives ending in full or less and adverbs ending in ly, use more for comparative and most for superlative. Four for two syllable words, check the dictionary. If er and est forms are not given, use more or most. Here's a list of irregular adjectives and adverbs that show comparison. I'm going to give you the positive first, then the comparative, then the superlative. Positive far, comparative farther, further. Superlative farthest, furthest. Then there's little, less, least. Bad or badly can be worse or worst. Good or well and Good or well leads to better or best. Much or many leads to more or most. You will not be confused about when to use good and when to use well if you remember that good is always an adjective and well is an adverb unless it means healthy. Only in this way can it be used as an adjective. Propositional phrases as adjectives and adverbs. A preposition and the noun of preposition that is the object of the preposition form a prepositional phrase. A prepositional phrase has no object or, 
or verb and can function as an adjective or adverb. We admire Mr. Moody the Evangelist, but let's also note some things about his home life. In 1862, Mr. Moody and Emma Revel were married in Chicago. Because they received godly training in the home, all four of their children grew up to serve the Lord. Mr. Moody also lived to see several of his grandchildren, and he was often seen driving them around in his buggy. Each of his children was at his bedside when he died. His last words to them were, Earth is receding, heaven is opening, God is calling me. Only a man who walks with God can say something like this. Propositional phrases as adjectives. Modify nouns or pronouns by telling what kind, which one, how many, or whose. Two, follow the noun or pronoun they modify. Example, we are the salt of the earth. Propositional phrases as adverbs. Like other adverbs, answer how, when, where, or how much. They may also answer why. Two, they have no particular position in a sentence. For example, we're an influence in this world. Interjection and conjunctions. An interjection is a word that expresses emotion. An interjection is not part of a sentence pattern. It is thrown in. A mild interjection is followed by a comma. A strong interjection is followed by an exclamation point. For example, no, comma, we do not think you should do that. That's a mild one. Or ouch, exclamation point. That's my toe you're standing on. That's stronger. A conjunction is a word that joins words, phrases, or clauses. Coordinating conjunctions join words, phrases, or clauses of equal importance. And, but, or, and nor function singly. Singly. The correlative conjunctions either or, neither nor, both and, and, not only but also, function in pairs. Examples, Jacob and Esau were twins. That's coordinating conjunction. God blesses Jacob with both children and wealth. Correlative. Subordinating conjunctions introduce adverb clauses. Adverb clauses are dependent clauses and function like other adverbs. Remember, if a clause can stand by itself as a simple sentence, it is an independent clause. If the clause does not stand complete by itself, it is a dependent clause. For example, in the sentence, we love the Lord because he first loved us. We love the Lord is the independent clause. It can stand by itself. The second part, because he first loved us, is dependent. It doesn't make sense. It, de it depends on the previous words. We love the Lord. Learn these subordinating conjunctions. After, although, as, as if, as though, because, before, how, if, since, so that, then, though, unless, until when, whenever, where, wherever, while. What God can do with an ordinary man. Although Mr. Moody could have made his mark in business, 
he decided to give himself wholly to God and his service. Life became exciting after he made that decision. Because his Sunday school work in Chicago's slums became so well known, even President Lincoln stopped to visit. While he was in England, he met Charles H. Spurgeon and George Mueller. Before he died, he had traveled over a million miles and preached to 100 million people. In later life, God used Mr. Moody to found the Moody Bible Institute, where young people could train for God's work. Since he needed printed literature for new converts, Mr. Moody started his own publishing company, now called Moody Press. God did not use Mr. Moody because he was especially talented. Although he was one of the best known men of his day, he was ordinary in most ways. Therefore, if God could do such great things through him, don't you think he could also do great things through you? Relative pronouns include who, whom, whose, which, that. Relative pronouns are used to introduce adjective clauses. Adjective clauses are dependent clauses. An adjective clause modifies the noun or pronoun it follows. Example, Pudge is a young man who never gives up. Who never gives up modifies man. By using relative pronouns, we can combine two independent clauses into a complex sentence. A complex sentence has one independent and one dependent clause. Ace has two brothers, period, they are twins. Or you could write Ace has two brothers who are twins. The relative pronoun who can replace I, we, he, she, and they when independent clauses are combined. In 1872, Mr. Moody took a trip to England with his wife. She needed a rest. There they met two men. They greatly influenced Mr. Moody's life. One of these men was George Mueller. He ran an orphanage completely by faith. The other was Charles A. Spurgeon. He was a powerful preacher. Mr. Moody's life is a challenge to us. We have met him on the page. Mr. Moody's life is a challenge to us. The relative pronoun whom can replace me, him, her, and them when independent clauses are combined. Example, Ace is a boy. I admire him. Or you could have Ace is a boy whom I admire. The relative pronoun whose can replace his, her, and their when independent clauses are combined. Sandy loves children. Her sister is named Becky. Sandy, whose sister is named Becky, loves children. The relative pronouns which and that can replace it when independent clauses are combined. Which clauses are always set off with commas. Razor took off his shoes, it was wet. Razor took off his shoes, comma, which was wet. What is involved when we decide to walk with God? 
For the answer, let's note some important things which are evident in Mr. Moody's life. First, he allowed God, whose ways are always best, to direct his goals. Reaching those who are lost was certainly more important than riches. Second, because God was in control, Mr. Moody's future, as well as his present, was committed to God. Certainly we have seen the great opportunities this has brought. Then, as God directed, Mr. Moody developed godly associations. Since our friends influence us, God wants us to have godly friends. Finally, love was the force that motivated him. The blessings and rewards that Mr. Moody received cannot but challenge us to total commitment to Christ. Every word in a sentence has a particular function. As we have seen, a word's function determines its part of speech. When a word's function changes, its part of speech changes. Remember, an expositor paragraph includes facts or examples to explain an idea, give information, or tell how to do or make something. List these facts or examples in order of importance from least important to most important. Soon after Mr. Moody founded the school for girls in Northfield, God provided the means for Mr. Moody to buy land and also start a school there for boys. Mr. Moody's concept of the Mount Hermon School was bedrocked upon his own experience of the deficiency of his education, and he was determined that no worthy young man should grow up without the opportunity of making out of himself the very best of which he was capable. His ideal of Mount Hermon was absolutely devoid of sentiment and intensely practical. The school was founded for young men of good physical and mental stuff, not for weaklings. It was in no sense to be a reformatory school. Lazy, ignorant, or vicious boys were not received knowingly. Character and capacity, rather than scholarship, were insisted upon. Careful scrutiny of the, of the antecedents of each applicant had been directed towards making the students of Mount Hermon a body of picked young men. Let's continue our reading on what is wisdom and how can it help me succeed. Say, Pudge, have you signed up for the student convention yet? No, sir, I guess I won't be going this year. Oh, why not? I have too many other things to do. Besides, I really don't see what's in it for me. Getting ready takes so much time. When it's all over, what do I have? What do you expect to have? Maybe I could win a medal in shot put to show to my friends. What would you do with it then? Hang it on the wall? Put it in a drawer? What real value is the medal? I don't know. Nothing, I guess. 
I just thought it would be nice to have something to show the guys when we came home. What you're saying is that rewards are nice because they remind us that we did something successfully. Yes, doesn't everyone like to think he can do something well? It sort of makes you feel worthwhile, kind of important. It does, but our importance doesn't come from medals and ribbons. Those are only the results of our talent and character. What do you mean? The secret of self-worth is not found in what we do, but in what we are. Self-worth and achievement result from exercising biblical character. What does that have to do with the student convention? It's not really important whether I go. What Christie was saying is that the medal isn't the objective. The character that comes from persevering through a long, difficult project is a reward. That's the real objective. What do you mean? Purposeful is a character trait of Christ. It is also an expression of wisdom. A purposeful person resolves to accomplish a long-range goal, and he allows that goal to affect his daily priorities. Student Convention offers the opportunity for us to set long-range goals that help us focus on daily priorities. Fulfillment of those regular planned responsibilities is an exercise of character, and the exercise of our character is the exercise of our wisdom. Really? I thought all I had to exercise for the shot put was my right arm. I hadn't thought of goals, character, or wisdom when I thought about the convention. Wisdom is acting in the character of Christ, and one of those characteristics is being purposeful. The more a person walks in wisdom, the more he anticipates the consequences of his actions, and the more alert he is to select priorities that enable him to reach goals and objectives in life. Being purposeful anticipates the consequences of our actions. Wisdom has a lot to do with how we select priorities. It enables us to select not only good things from bad, but also how to select the best from the good. Selecting an event for student convention is only the first step towards participation. The next step is to purpose to prepare for the event. That's where I have trouble. So many things seem to distract me, I can't seem to stay on track and practice faithfully. We have confidence in you, Pudge. We will help you select your priorities and practice each day. Dad recently gave me a biography of Evangelist Dwight Moody. I was impressed with the way Mr. Moody learned to set right priorities in his life. He was like Pudge in that his focus at first was not on a purposeful goal. It was on earning money as a shoe salesman and being his own boss. He soon discovered that neither goal gave him a sense of self-worth or achievement. What did he do? He changed his goals in life. Rather than focusing on himself, he set out to meet the needs of other people. He discovered that joy and fulfillment came when he brought people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. He made this his daily priority. It's interesting, too, that he probably would never have become well-known as a shoe salesman. That's true, but when he changed his priorities and focused on something bigger than his own success, than his own success, his name became known throughout Great Britain and the United States. Honor came after he changed his priorities. 
We need to remember that Mr. Moody's new objective was not to be well known. Fame was a byproduct of his purposeful life. Just how would participation in the student convention help me learn to set priorities? And is it wrong to want a medal? No, it's not wrong to want a medal, but it's best to want character. People who set goals have to visualize both the consequences and benefits of their priorities. Prepare for a convention, but make character development your goal, and let the medal become as a byproduct. Always pray for wisdom to select the best way to use your time. Wisdom is acting God's way. Wisdom helps us sort out the difference between needs and wants. It helps us face reality and choose between the worthwhile and the non-essential. One aspect of reality is that there are consequences for actions. We either gain or lose from the priorities we choose. Wisely selected priorities are rewarded. You mentioned that you want a medal to show your friends. Honor is one of the byproducts and benefits of wisdom. When we seek wisdom, we gain honor. A mark of wisdom is the ability to act in a responsible manner to fulfill goals. When we set a goal to participate in the student convention, we apply wisdom to choosing our priorities. Mr. Moody learned that there were many things he could choose to do each day. His achievements in life were the result of not being distracted from the important things, those things directly related to his priorities. He learned to say no to some things that were not necessarily bad because they were not essential to his long-range goals. What you're saying is that I can choose how I will use my time each day and that wise choices will enable me to reach my goals. That's right, Pudge. And one benefit will be that after you have made wise daily choices, you will have a good feeling about yourself. Self-worth always results from knowing that right choices were made in difficult situations. Getting ready for student convention requires a lot of hard work. Being purposeful is deciding how to use your time until then. Life is not checking off a calendar each day in anticipation of some big event like the student convention. Reality is investing time each day in worthy and purposeful activities that bring present satisfaction from achievement. The best benefits of student convention are found in what happens to you before you go. Before I go, medals, a growing sense of worth, and improved character are the result of purposeful training, practice, and selection of right priorities. We have an inner joy when we know that we have given our attention to right priorities that earned honor or gained a goal. That builds character, and character is the best benefit. Oh, I see, winning a medal would not give me a better feeling about myself unless I had worked hard to earn it. That's good insight, Pudge. Now you've got the point. I guess I've been more interested in the medal than in developing character. I guess I wanted a shortcut to honor. I was thinking only of the reward. One in a medal isn't wrong, we just have to remember that reward must result from achievement, and achievement depends on the selection of right priorities. Most people end up doing what they want to do, but wise people anticipate consequences of their actions, 
and then make wise choices that result in achievement of worthwhile goals. Thanks for helping me understand how purposeful priorities build character. I'd better go finish my PACE goals so I can practice my chosen priorities. I need to build muscle in my character by exercising my arm. The shot put record is almost 50 feet and I still have 10 feet to go. It may sound strange, but I'm going to the field to practice my character. Wonderful touch. This concludes Lesson 6 of 9th grade English of Gospelite High School, or rather got... This concludes Lesson 6 of 9th grade English of Gospelite Christian High School, home of the torchbearers.